Listening Dog Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Here. Breathtaking. Like never before. Our final guest of the series is a man who I spent 12 years with at Arsenal, winning the Premier League, FA Cup and League Cup in the process. Welcome, Mr. Lee Dixon. Seaman's Legends of the Game. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dick out, I finally got you on my podcast. <laughs> well, if you'd, have asked, if you'd have asked me earlier, I would have come on earlier. I was a bit hurt and offended. I wasn't first on. <laughs> You've got the raw gig, in fairness, Lee, after yesterday. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's true. I'm surprised his, uh, his royal, royalty mates aren't on the pod instead of me. <laughs> what um, what did you think of it, Dick Um... <laughs> I think when you sort of get over the disappointment of it, being penalties, you're so close to 
to winning it. But in 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 all honesty, you know, we didn't deserve to win the final. I thought the Italians were were the better side. But I don't really care about I don't really care about what what we deserve and what you know over the years we've perhaps deserved to to do better in other other tournaments that we haven't done. You know, the Lampard one over the line. You can go through a load of a load of unlucky things. So. Um, I think the the side of the draw that we got was favourable, like the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. So that was good. So we had a bit of luck yeah. there. Seemed like Gareth has got the team playing in such a way and believing and 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 bringing the fans and the press and everybody together as one has really strengthened, you know, England's um, mm. st- stature in tournaments. I think people look at us now and we, we don't we don't we don't seem broken now, which is all he's doing. You know, I think in the past, the press. I mean, when I played back, you know, my my most of my cats were under Graham Taylor, and I, I used to when the you know the 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 letter came through to say that I've been called up, or the manager pulled you before training and said, "Oh, you're in the squad." I kind of, I had a really started heavy feeling in my chest because I was like, I knew what was coming. I knew that yeah. as soon as we met up with England, you're out of the safe environment of your of your club that I knew day in day out, and you're going into a, an environment where, you know, the press were 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 vile towards the the team and, and certainly Graham I felt really sorry for Graham Taylor he was he was abused almost as England manager mm-hmm. so it wasn't a nice environment so I think that separation between the fans the, the press and the players was huge but I think what, what Gareth's done he's, he's brought all everybody together and the press actually want the team to win and and I think that's a that's a big difference really yeah. that's a tangible difference and so Moving forward, you know, it's progression. We got to the final, semi-final in the World Cup. So the next obvious step is, you know, Qatar and, and that one. <laughs> Actually getting to lift a trophy. I yeah, know what you mean. You know, but yeah, I know what you mean about when, um, when you used to get together, like whenever you used to do a press interview and that, they always used to feel like they were trying to trip us up. Yeah. You know, with like, you know, different led questions and stuff like that. Whereas now... The guys aren't afraid to ask. You know, the, the the press guys aren't afraid to ask, and then the the players just answer. Yeah, and they and they're not bothered anymore. They don't care about you know like trying to be tripped up or whatever. They just they speak really well in front of the camera, and I think all that comes from Gareth, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think what he's you know I think coming through the the ranks, if you like, from his point of view, helps with the player relationships because he knows a lot of the younger players. He's he's had them at under twenty ones and 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 the levels moving up to the first team. So there's a, there's a, you know, they call him Gareth. There's a, there's a kind of trust there um, that he's, he's, he's going to be honest to him. I think he's been really honest. And the difficult, I spoke to him, you know, before every game, I, I, he'd give me a call. You know, I, I said to him, can I, can I have some help moving forward when I got the ITV co-coms? Cause you know how difficult it is, you know, getting your notes, making sure you've got, you're sort of on the side of knowing what's happening, and I said, oh, I don't want you to give me, give me the team or whatever beforehand. But you're lying. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but he was, he was. Uh, he said, look, I'll help you as much as I can. And I said, and and to to a day, every single day before before a game, he would we'd arrange to you know ring, and if he rang and he, and I missed his call, normally on the golf course. He um, <laughs> he'd ring me back, you know. Two hours later, he goes, "Yeah, I missed you, Dicko." You know, uh, you know, and he'd give me some information. Oh. So I think that, you know, that 
level of trust he's got with with everybody around him, and and I think he's built. And that takes takes quite a long time to build that. Do you think um, that that teams are going to face us differently now? Do you think they're going to treat England because if you look at the tournament as a whole, they actually didn't lose a match across ninety minutes. Yeah. So when people say about this favourable draw opening up, which I still find difficult to stomach for this one because Gareth Southgate did all he could to top the group, whereas yeah. everyone was saying, I'll try and become runner-up to get an even easier draw, which actually wouldn't yeah. have materialised as it happened. Yeah. But do you think now the likes of your Portugal's, Belgium's, uh, you're going to be bringing in the Ar- Argentina who've just won the Copa America, Brazil. Do you think that those, when they look in the the whites of the England players' eyes now mm. are going to think, actually, uh, they're not fearing us anymore. Yeah, as, lo- as long as you didn't watch the final. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I, d- I genuinely think, as I said, I-, I think we're stronger when we're together and the fans and the press and the players all sort of singing from the same hymn sheet and actually, you know, as the goalie said, there's no, there's no trick. They're not trying to trip you up. They're asking questions that they want genuine answers to, as opposed to saying, or oh, want you to say something so they can write about it. So I think, um, you know, that, I think that is viewed certainly by the, the foreign uh, football associations as, as England are a strong unit now, as opposed to, I'm not saying a laughing stock, but there was times, you know, when I was playing that, you know, we were all over the place and, Things were happening off the pitch, and the press were trying to have a go at us, and and it was just us. It was an us v them, you know. And we, we felt, as a team, I certainly did, felt really isolated, and uh, didn't particularly enjoy. You know, they should be the best peak times of your footballing career, and I, I didn't particularly enjoy meeting up with England. It was really pressurised, and not a nice pressure. These lads are enjoying mm. the nice pressure of success and trust and all that and there's always going to be pressure because you've got three lines on your chest so there's always going to be that but it was as I said everybody outside of the the uh, the group wants you to do well and that certainly wasn't the case so I think yeah teams will look at us now in the future and go wow semi you know semi-final now they got to a final you can't not take notice of this England group now because huge amount of time I think maybe Looking back, Gareth might look at his each game because I know how thorough he is looking at you know what's gone on and, and analysing everything. And I think he might look back and maybe say I'm, I could have been a little bit more positive with our attacking players. Not that, not as much as the fans want because I don't think that's possible. They yeah. want Grealish, Foden, Mount. You know they want Saka, Sterling. They want them all to play. You know, and as it happens, you know, we had um, at the end of it, we had Rashford right wing back and Sterling left wing back at the end of the game. So <laughs> the fans got their wish, but um, I think there's got to be a balance. And I think he might just turn that a little bit more, say positive, it's the wrong word, but more attack based, uh, maybe next time out. But how, how impressed were you with the, um, with the defence? You know, because there was big question marks, weren't there, before the tournament? Um, you know, there's a few. There was a few question marks actually, like as in Sterling, um, yeah. even even Pickford. You know, there was a, there was a few that were like, oh, hang on, will they will they play or will how long how will he play as in Pickford? Um, but the defence was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I think uh, you know, I think Gareth. 
was a bit concerned going into it because of uh, Harry Maguire about him being injured and he was a bit worried that's why he was tinkering with maybe going back to a three because I don't think he could rely on or he felt as if he couldn't rely against the better teams with just two centre-backs so he was hoping that Maguire would come good at some point during the tournament which he did and he came in and was exceptional so the fact that he's you know got a relationship with with John Stones now that seems very strong Walker's one of the best sweep up men you've got in world football because he's so oh. quick you know he's sometimes positionally he's out but and somebody else is out but he just you know his recovery runs are, are brilliant and Shaw has just turned into you know the player that Jose Mourinho wished he'd have been at Man United so he's uh, he's now knocking the lights out and uh, so the back four looks really strong at the moment with huge amount of backup with a with a fifth I'm the only right full back that didn't get in the squad so I'm, I'm a bit gutted about that <laughs> <laughs> So who um, who impressed you the most for England? Um, I'd probably say Sterling, I think he's yeah. you know, he obviously his goals changed changed the games that that uh, that were leading up to the end of the tournament. But I thought his his ability to to carry the ball and and threaten defend. You know, we saw last night even the Italians. As soon as he got the ball and got in the box, there was five around him, but none of them could could touch him because he they were so scared of giving a penalty away. Or a non-penalty, as we should say. <laughs> um, so I think he was he was pretty impressive. I think uh, you know, if you look at uh, defensively, they were really strong as a group. Um, you know, Saka made those big in, big impressions when he got into the side. Uh, he, you know, he was obviously he will never forget this tournament for numerous reasons. But yeah. I think he's got to try and put that. You know, to the back of his mind, and he's a kid. You know, he'll forget that. Kids, kid, that won't damage him. That'll only make him better. It'd sort of damage an old fella like me if I miss one. I'd be like, well, I'm never going to get a chance again to do that. So, he's got a million opportunities to score penalties in shootouts again because he will be there for a long time. So, that's interesting that you say that because I think that is a lot of England fans' concerns today. Is that it's damaged him? That, no. that there's a 19 year old kid in there that had way too much responsibility put on his shoulders I mean having this this conversation that you've got with Gareth and considering that Jack Grealish has come out since and said that he did want to take one I just wondered what was what was going through in his mind there because there's not many things that I would question Gareth over this tournament at all but I think that was the one thing that I don't I don't understand well you have to take it into context if right so we agree that um that Gareth's an honest bloke. We we agree on that. We've yeah. you know he's proved that. We agree that the players trust him. Uh, all of the players are capable of of taking a penalty. It's just kicking a ball twelve yards. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just how many it looked difficult to save yeah. it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's it. So if you if you logically if you go right. Because he would, he wouldn't have said to you know, you'll have we have to all agree on that. He wouldn't have said to Saka, "You're taking the last penalty, and that's it." He wouldn't have gone. He wouldn't have said yeah. that to him. So there will have been an element of conversation leading. His preparation is key for him. So 
in training that week or all of the four weeks they've been away, they've been taking penalties. And Saka, even though he's he doesn't take them for Arsenal, he would have taken them in training and been smashing them in the top corner or doing whatever he does to put them in the net. And at some point, there would have been a conversation about if it goes to penalties any game, who are our penalty takers? And Gareth would have gone, there's my five if they're still on the pitch. These are the options if these are taken off. It, I'm telling you, it would have been down to the detail. So, find Grealish coming out now and saying, I would have took one. I, I've seen, I'm not suggesting this is the case, but in hindsight, th- th- those conversations that players say, oh, I would have took them the day after. Normally, when the manager says, who wants to take a penalty, you can't see anybody's hand, let alone, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> one of them. Oh, do, you, do you think it was a moment, do you think it was a moment, though, where... It, he was completely caught up in the football. And that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say because, of course, it was about winning. But for a manager who's been so in tune with issues in society, his players and what, what's important to them, yeah, there had been two players who'd both been black and missed a penalty and we knew there was going to be racist abuse. We knew that from the Rashford one and, and fans did online. And there was the fact that he'd missed one himself and the redemption factor. I just wondered if there would have been any of that coming into play when that final kick was being selected, whether it changed his mind. No, no, he would have, he would have, I guarantee he would have had his five and then he would have got down. We we saw him trying to rush two players on to get tape penalties. So they were obviously in his his next selection of, right, I'm going to take him off, he's off, so he can't take one, right. Get these two on, because they can take... Do you want to take... You You were in the group last week to take penalties. Are you OK to take him? Yes, boss, I'm on. Those two come flying on. So you've got those two. You've got Harry Kane. You've got whoever... I forget who else take him, because I'm, I'm just trying to make... Maguire's penalty was insane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got, you've got those characters... And we've been in penalty shootout groups before they've gone, and goalie will tell you, you know, it's like he's not. It wasn't as sophisticated as all the research that they've done on these ones, and they've had years of looking at penalties, five-year research packets gone on penalties. They, uh, you know, I was whoever it was, Arsenal go, who fancies one, and it's one of them. Well, no, I don't, you know, you see the hands disappearing, you know, and big characters who who you think, oh, I'll, I'll take him into a fight with me and we've got to do this. He's next to me. Martin Keown would be one of them. You cannot get him put to put his hand above his waist when it's penalty. Who wants to take a penalty? Because he's not interested. <laughs> it's not him. And I'm not having to go at him. I'm just, that's a factual thing. So there's no way that Gareth would have put anybody up there who didn't fancy it. So the fact that he was last, and Gareth made a lot of decisions over the, the period of the of the... Uh, tournament where at the beginning of the tournament everyone's going what's he doing why is he playing like that why is he doing that why ain't Grealish playing why ain't this playing Foden on now and there was a lot of noise and he went this is the team this is how we're going to play and he churned out the results and as the tournament went on at any one point where it could have gone wrong against the Germans you know we when we when we matched them up it could have gone wrong against the Scots it nearly went wrong any one of the point, he, and he said that in his interviews, I could have quite easily been absolutely ridiculed for that decision. So you go to the penalty shootout, and he decides that that you know a 19-year-old is going to take the last penalty. 
because a mutual decision because there's no way Saka would have gone. You know, he might have been he might have felt under pressure because he'd said yes in training during the week. At that moment, if you, in all honesty, if you'd have said to him, right, no one's listening now. You said you want to take it and you're going to walk up. You don't have to. You can step behind me. He might well have stepped behind you because he might have gone, I really don't. But at that point, he's made that decision. Gareth's a hero. He goes up and, and scores. Gareth made another decision. One of those decisions that could have flipped either way. It just so happens that that decision knocked us out and lost us the trophy. So you have to put it into context of how important it is and which in hindsight it was all saying more than 19-year-olds shouldn't have took it. He, had, he, he has knocked over every single barrier that Saka has had in front of him. When he shouldn't have been, when people said, oh, he's too young, he's not this, he's that. He carried Arsenal on his back the whole of last season. So one, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't the worst penalty I've seen. You know, if keeper goes the other way, it goes in. But it, he read it and it was at a height that was savable. But it was worse. But I mean, Rashford's was worse. He missed the bloody target. <laughs> yeah, <true>. um, so <laughs> that goes in and it's completely different. And then someone else, you know, you go to extra time and, and have penalties and somebody else misses or scores. So it's a sliding doors moment. So I wouldn't be critical of his decision to give Saka the... You know, it's easy to go. It's easy to jump. Go. Nineteen-year-olds shouldn't be taken. Why not? Because he's no experience. Well, yep. he's got no fear. He's never taken one before. Because I tell you, when you've taken one in a big game, and I've done this and missed, your next one is ten times harder than the one that before you missed. So he hadn't missed one before. So in a way, he's kind of got no scar tissue to go over before he hits it. He has now. <laughs> 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 That's a big scar now. <laughs> how how um how do you feel that the the final and the loss on penalties will affect them going into the uh, to the World Cup? Not at all. Cup no, I don't think it'll affect them at all. I think it'll. Um, I, I really I really believe in what he's created. I think they've got a really solid you know base, and they'll all you know give the high fives and get that 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 spirit together. I think they all believe in themselves. I don't think it's. The only thing is the way the game went, they might look at the game and go, do you know what? It might the realisation of we are we are quite a way off Italy from a from a, a team performance point of view. On our best day we can but I think they've shown in a tournament they were pretty good most games, weren't they? You know, they were pretty good. Yeah. And we were in I watched them against um yeah, I watched them against Belgium and I was like, yeah. Wow, that was a some performance. And then I watched them against Spain and I thought, oh, yeah. well, we've got a chance here. But the Belgium game, I was really impressed. And then, like you say, the way that they kept the ball and they were they were really neat and tidy. You know, the two defenders, as much as we tried to make them sound really old and, you know, that we could get yeah. at them because they'd be vulnerable, they were absolutely brilliant, weren't yeah. they, on the oh, night? They read it brilliantly, yeah. didn't they? I mean, what does this mean for yeah. Italy then going into the World Cup? Are they now favourites? Well, there's certainly when you've got a trophy, you know, to to back up your bravado, then you know, and they've got a bit of that as well, haven't they? They've got a bit of look at us, how good we are, and they are good. Um, they look amazing in their suits, and they've all got brilliant. I'm trying to grow my Italian haircut for the World Cup. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll be up there because they, you know, we saw against Spain that even when they don't, you know, Spain were the better side on that night, and they should have won. 
but they Italians find a way of winning when they don't play well you know and we've done that to a certain extent in this tournament but they, they've been doing that for years and this run they're on now it's, it's not a fluke that they can churn out uh, a win mm. like that um, so I think yeah definitely but you know as you said before Lindsay the the, um, the World Cup's a different ball game again it's a different it's a different format you know that some in some ways the European Championships is a little bit I say harder to win it's just you're straight into the big team well not not the format that they did this year because it's like you know you could you could basically just turn up and get through to the knock you know the knockout stages I, I, I didn't agree with that three through on the group stage but normally you're sort of straight out of the groups and you're into the big team straight away so um with a world cup you can go progress a little bit further but you've got uh, a, a bigger bunch of big teams and certainly as you said when the south americans turn up it and the african nations and all that like it sort of makes it a little bit uh more juicy doesn't it <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Seaman says in conversation. Right. Now I've got you on Dico. I've got to ask you this oh, question. With, with, your, with your Arsenal head on. Henri or Burkamp? Burkamp. <laughs> 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 I know, but that's where I, I do. I always say Thierry. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a dog. Do. What do you know? I just felt... <laughs> <laughs> I know how to watch out for your back passes. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I just felt that, you know, obviously for me, I felt Thierry affected the game in, in more areas. You know, if we get the yeah. ball in, like inside our box almost or just outside and then run the whole... Yeah. Under the pitch, and uh, I, I, I know what you, know, you mean. But, I just, for, I, I guess I'm slightly biased because uh, Dennis offered me more than than Thierry. Thierry would be, yeah. he, he, he'd come short and he'd show, but Dennis got me out of trouble. If I was in trouble, he kind of he'd pop up in an area that I could hit the ball to him, and I and I always found yeah. him available. Thierry, I didn't, so I had to find him a little bit more. So from my point of view, he was, uh, you know, better link-up player for me, and I just think, I mean, it's listen, it's it's there's nothing in it to be honest with you. But I, I've yeah. just got a soft spot for Dennis's, you know, no look pass or uh, you know that little inside ball for Freddie's little runs, and and he scored he scored his fair share as well. And the way he kicked the ball, it was just very Dutch. Somehow, I mean, how do the Dutch kick it? I don't know, but they just—they seem to kick it different than we do. With style, <laughs> the right direction, probably. That's what it is. <laughs> no toe poking. <laughs> so. so, what about? Is another question for you. What is your favourite Arsenal moment? I think I know the answer to these questions. Well, yeah, and I've, you do, but I've morphed 
I've morphed a bit into a sort of two answers to this. So obviously 89, Arsenal, 89 at Anfield, it doesn't really get any better than that. From a from a feeling point of view, that when Michael goes through and scores, I mean, that moment when it hits the net, it's, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about it now. And it's... Uh, it's just a sensational end to a to an amazing season. It was my first full season at Arsenal, so it was like, wow, is this what it's like every year? Oh, <laughs> got some common. My first season, we yeah. won the league as well. <laughs> but I think when, but and I, my the biggest memory that has every emotion going in. But I don't think I played in a game that had every single emotion that you could possibly possibly go through on a football pitch um, and that has to be the semi-final against United the gigs final oh, yeah. Semi. Yeah. because and we lost it so you'd think well why haven't you wiped that from your memory but from the from that first that replay from the first minute to the to the last minute it was just the biggest roller coaster of a game ever you know you know Beckham scoring all of that you know that Everything is just, and also in the team, yeah. in the remember in the uh, in the dressing room before the game, the uh, I think it was uh, I can't remember who's right, somebody might have been Dennis or someone said to me, Oh, the team, you know, uh, Rice used to put the team sheet on, put the team sheet up, and yeah. he Alex Ferguson had left a couple of players out because they had the semi final of the um Champions League against Juventus a few days later or the week, whatever. So he'd rested a few and Giggsy was on the bench. And I think he was, Dennis went, oh, Dicko, you're lucky so-and-so, uh, Giggs is on the bench. And I sort of went, I looked up and I went, and I said, who's playing? And he went, Blomquist. And I went, and they were like, you're so lucky. And I went, hang on a minute, how is that lucky? And they were like, well, you're not playing against... I said, what, you think he's going to sit on the bench the whole time? I said, I'll tell you what I'll happen. I said, I'll be running my knackers off. Jesper Blomquist for probably about 75 minutes and then Giggs is going to get up with 15 minutes to go start warming up down the line and I'm going to look at him go and I swear to God he, when he was warming up he looked over and he went dick on coming on and I looked at him and I went oh for God's sake so by the time he got on I was absolutely knackered hence my five tackles to try and bring him down and didn't hit him with any of them we won't go on what happened after that eh Dave now I know, yeah, yeah, smashed it above my head. <laughs> I, moved, I was moving on the whip when the ball was coming back out. <laughs> it did hit the back of the net and then come out. Well, that, oh, you know, that, that, was, strike, that's, that whole game had every, and obviously it ended in a massive low, but it just, I sat in the dressing room after me, me and uh, Tony Adams went into their dressing room straight after and, and said, Good luck in the final. It was the hardest words out of my mouth I've ever. I went, <laughs> but I just thought it was just. I wanted. By the way, Callow will be loving this because he's a Man United God. fan. <laughs> so uh, and then we got in the dressing room and I was sat. I remember sitting there thinking, "Wow, I've just played in one of the most amazing football matches that's ever been played." It was just bang, bang, bang. When Keane got sent off, it was like we've won it. Dennis, God. Sc- what are you doing, Dennis? So I'm changing my answer previously, <laughs> Thierry Henry. <laughs> Brilliant. <Aww. laughs> what, um, Dicko, what about Arsenal next season? 
Hang on. Tails. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, we are in the middle of a, of a, a project, hopefully, with Arteta. You know, I, like, I think I believe he's a very good coach from what I hear from the training ground. You know, the players like, enjoy his training and learning from him. But we've got we've fallen so far behind that to get anywhere near where we were, and we, let's face it, where we well where we were, we were winning the league. Then the you know then it became qualifying for the Champions League, you know, and then it became qualifying for the Europa League, and now it's qualifying for the Europa District under under twenties <laughs> cup or whatever it's called. And then it's like so you know we are falling so far behind that. You know, it's going to take a, a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of money, or you go, right, throw everybody out, just play the kids. They're not going to do that. So there's, there's, does he get enough money to, to get the players he wants in? History would suggest Cronky might not give him that. So it's, it, it, I don't, don't expect that much different from last year. Do you just buy one or two warriors? You've got Kieran Tierney. Mm-hmm. You haven't got those those fighters anymore. That I think there's a, there's something to do with the Arsenal culture that's changed yeah. since you both were there. No, I, I completely agree with you. I think the uh, the recruitment has been poor, um, and we haven't recruited the right. Uh, you know, hopefully Ben White comes and that deal gets sealed because I think he's got the right sort of character. It's a big thunderstorm going on. Oh wow! <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Dog heard it as well. <laughs> um, so that you know, the character of the team has has definitely waned, and I think the recruitment has to be based around bringing the whatever youngsters we've got coming through underneath the group that's now. And I, I don't know off the top of my head whether that's any good or not. Um, but yeah, we you know we've lost. It's funny really because we've lost. Xhaka, who, who I, you know, we've all been critical of him, and he had a great tournament because he, uh, you know, that the, the slower international um, football suited him, and it'll suit him playing in Italy. He'll, he'll go and he'll be brilliant for Roma, and I'm sure he'll sure he'll be uh, a top player. But he just wasn't good enough to play in the Premier League at Arsenal as that central midfield player. So we have got huge amount of holes to fill. So even if you sign one or two warriors, you still got to have quality, you know, in order to be able to use that strength to then get, you know, beat the opposition. So I, I really, I'm really worried about how long this is going to take. And how long? How long do you think Arteta will get if it's not the best start in the world? Well, you know, well, the best thing for quite a few managers last season was having no fans in. You know, there's quite a, yeah, quite exactly. a few of them lasted longer than perhaps they would have done. And soon as this, the grounds are full up, you know, you're, you're going to get that pressure and you're going to have to play a certain way because the crowd won't let you play around at the back and keep giving goals away. If, you, if you're doing that, then they'll be on the, you know, they'll start making themselves vocal and then all of a sudden you start launching a few. So the, he'll come under a lot more pressure next season if they don't have a good start, that's for sure. And they've got the yeah. Mighty Bees first game as well. <laughs> that would be a test for him. That would be a big test. Can I just ask you something? Sorry, just while you're there, um, this 
something that's been on my mind because uh, there's a whole young generation that has um, never seen you play but with the commentary and the FIFA stuff on the computer games I just wanted to ask you has that kind of opened you up to to loads of people that hasn't endeared you to a younger generation of, of football fan that has um, has never actually seen you play on the pitch well you say that I mean it works both ways because my daughter's boyfriend plays FIFA and every time she comes home from work and he's got me on she opens the door and says turn me dad off will you <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not always a good thing um, but yeah I mean all of this media stuff as, as much as we enjoy doing it it's all you know there's a there's a sort of plan going on to keep yourself relevant and keep your face in front of people so they don't, they forget because I, I and he'll, he'll be the same you forget how long ago you retired you know somebody asked me a while ago and he said how long ago did you retire and I went about 12 uh, hang on oh whoa you know, I'm 20 years next year. 2002. Are you? Like, wow. What the? Where did that go? So That was where I was just entering the media industry. <laughs> there you go. So, but is, it, is it enjoyable to do, though? Do you, you go in there and do you read the scripts together or is it just something that's, you know, dialed in on, on? Yeah, the FIFA stuff. Is that... FIFA is absolutely brutal. It's, it's, it's the hardest gig I've ever done. Because you get, I mean, you obviously know the game, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. It's been going, oh, it's been going for over 20 years. I mean, and it's... But what I'm saying is you've heard it. So every single line, every single, every single word I say obviously has to be recorded, but it all has to be done in, in order. You all have to do. So you go in and you do 15 days recording, uh, full days spread over about three or four months. Because you can't you can't do more than three days on a spin because your voice goes because you I might be in the, you're in the booth for like six hours a day so you might do goals and they go right we're doing ten minutes of goals so I'll I, and they'll go right the goal comes in from the right and it's a header so you have to do and you have to do they'll go and so you do one and you go on the ball and it's got well and far post and he's edited it back whatever you say. Uh, and because it's a goal, you're at the top of your range because you're like screaming it down the microphone. And then they'll go, okay, right, we need another 20 of them, all different, <laughs> everyone different. And you're like, ah. so you have to do, like do 20 off straight away because you, you, you're in there, time is money. And the longer you stay Finding in that, that excitement oh, somewhere as well. Like the, yeah. the felt, so yeah. when, you, when you've done 20 of them, you go to doing just talking pre match about. Yeah, it's a lovely night and it's the semi-final of the Champions League. So every single version you have to do, it's the semi-final of the Europa League, it's the semi-final of the fourth round of the Champions League, it's the semi... It's like, oh, it's just brutal. <laughs> and then you have to get the player names right, or the, you know, a lot of the, the foreign players. That... <laughs> Fortunately, I don't do player names. That's like the commentator. But So I he goes in two hours before I go in just to do players' names. So he'll be in from eight till ten and I turn up at ten o'clock. And, and Derek Ray's sitting in, sitting in uh, in a booth, and he's got his head in the book, and he's and he's saying he'd probably have to say Messi's name fifty different ways. So he'll go Messi, 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 Messi. <laughs> it looks like he's got mad, and then he'll go Ronaldo, 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 and he does that for about two hours. It's like mind numbing. Oh, it's just. <laughs> 
it's, a, it's incredible because obviously the, the the generation that are obviously tech savvy and love the podcast and stuff will I mean EA and the, and the FIFA stuff is so huge I mean they go around to the different clubs uh, in the Premier League and get yeah. players to play against each other and that kind of stuff yeah, it's, yeah. it's you huge know within the culture I've never played one game <laughs> Neither no, have I. I really? Even not, Never. I, I wouldn't Never even know how to turn the machine on. <laughs> you said about staying relevantly. Oh, well, as long as my voice is on, it doesn't matter. As long as I don't, I just don't know. I couldn't bear to play and listen to myself. I'd be criticising myself. Why have you said that? Do you know what the funny? I tell you this funny story for you. There was a guy on Twitter, and he was obviously playing it, and he and he was having a go at me, and he went. Can't, what, why does Dixon keep saying I'm offside? I wasn't offside. And I was like... <laughs> so I, te- I, put, I went on the thing and I went, you do realise it's not live, don't you? He's like... Because he was having a go at my commentary as if I was doing it there and then in his route. And I was like... <laughs> but, and, he, and he just went, you just said I was offside and it wasn't. He was miles off. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm in my house and I'm... I'm I'm not playing your game. It's like really weird. This guy was just. I had to let it go in the end because he was just. <laughs> Brilliant. Mate, I've loved having you all, pal. Well, Thank Prince you very Andrew much. next, is it? And Who have you got on next? Yeah, I just, just dropped in my number, so I'm waiting. Kate Moss. <laughs> exactly. Oh, any <laughs> Cheers, Dick. Thanks for that, mate. See you love soon. Love you, pal. See you later. Bye. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.